Welcome to the Beauty and the Vlog Podcast. I'm your host, Erica Vieira. Join me as I interview YouTube superstars in the worlds of beauty, fashion, fitness, and lifestyle. I go in-depth with your favorite video vloggers and discuss their journeys to success and the struggles they encountered along the way. We go behind the scenes of the world of vlogging and talk about what works and what doesn't and what it takes to be a YouTube superstar. So sit back and prepare to learn, have fun, and be inspired. Let's go. Hey everybody, Erica here with another interview for you. I am excited to introduce my guests for this episode of Beauty in the Vlog, Sona from Makeup by Sona. Sona is a 29-year-old professional makeup artist who got her start in YouTube January of 2013. She has 240,000 subscribers and 7 million video views. Sona talks a lot about the benefits of being part of a network and the pros associated with that. She also goes into detail about being a professional makeup artist and juggling that with being on YouTube. Well, guys, thanks so much for listening. And don't forget to subscribe so that you can get up to date with all of the episodes and interviews that will be launching and coming your way. Thanks so much. Enjoy the interview. Hey guys, Erica here with another interview for you here at Beauty and the Vlog, and I am super excited to be chatting with Sona Gasparian of Makeup by Sona. Thank you for having me. Yeah, super excited to have you, Sona. So in the intro, I gave our viewers and listeners a little bit of information about you, but why don't we get started with you talking about what inspired you to start your YouTube channel? Sure. Well, I've been a professional makeup artist for almost 10 years now, so that's Mm. a pretty long time. And about two years ago, I was approached by um, someone who was on YouTube to create some content for her channel. And we did about six to like 10 videos, and they were all such popular videos. In fact, like almost at a million views. So a lot of the comments were also geared towards me because I was doing her makeup Mm -hmm. and it was just so much fun for me. I was like, I have no idea how to work a camera or edit, but I'm going to give this a try. And so I kind of did. I literally just did it for fun. And then about a year and a half ago is when I really started uploading regularly. Got it. So you're a makeup artist, makeup artist by trade. And then somebody who was a YouTuber wanted to do videos with you. Yeah, she wanted me to do her makeup on her mm-hmm. channel mm-hmm. as a professional makeup artist to give tips and tricks and things like that. And um, after that, I did a couple of more like other blogs, mm-hmm. but my heart was just video because it's it's so interactive, you yeah, know, and people yeah. comment, they, they're so appreciative that you are like teaching them something that they don't know. So it was kind of cool. It was definitely a rewarding feeling. So I was like, I got to do this more often. <laughs> and who was that beauty vlogger? Is she still doing it? Yeah, she's still doing it. Tenny, Miss Maven. Oh, I, yeah, I know Tenny. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Um, and so how did your life then as a makeup artist change since going onto YouTube? In the beginning, it didn't really change that much. It was just like, okay, I was doing my weekend um, freelance work, which was mainly bridal makeup and things like that. And then during the week when I had time, I would just make videos. So it didn't change as much in the beginning because it takes a while for you to grow. Mm -hmm. But once you grow and you have a legit following, then everything changes. Then you really don't have time to do freelance makeup, which is 
where I am right now in my life. You know, mm-hmm. I kind of stopped doing uh, freelance makeup for a little bit just because there's so much going on. So it's interesting talking to you because I'm curious to hear what you think about so many of the people that are on YouTube and they're makeup beauty gurus, but they're not makeup artists. Yeah. Like, well, I think, I mean, I kind of appreciate that because mm-hmm. a lot of people, um, just regular people are not, they're not professional makeup artists. So it's more relatable to watch someone that is not a professional makeup artist that just, I don't know. I just feel like it's a lot more relatable. That's why with, if, um, you watch a lot of my videos, I try to make it relatable and mm-hmm. easy for people to follow. I don't do like crazy looks that people can't really follow. You know what I mean? The whole mm-hmm. point of it is for you to be able to do it yourself. Mm-hmm. So I kind of like that. Yeah. People. Yeah. You don't feel like people are like getting into your space. They're like, Hey, you're not a makeup no. artist now. Oh, that's good. no, not at all. <laughs> I like that. Like just average girls yeah. who are not professional makeup artists show their tips and tricks. Cause that's, it's like the best way to review products too, because mm-hmm. you're basically hearing it from another girl. Just, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So it's mm-hmm. like such a cool thing. So when you first started your channel, what was your goal with it? I had no goals, literally. I just did it because it was so much fun for me. Mm. The interaction was so much fun. I was like, this is cool. Like uh, someone from Germany is watching my videos. How cool is that? You know? So I had no expectations, no goals. It was just like, oh, this is a cool thing that I'm doing on the side. And Mm -hmm. that's what that it was like another social media outlet like Instagram, Facebook. It was literally that for me. But the difference is that with YouTube, it takes a lot of time versus like on Instagram you just pop up a picture and you're oh, yeah. you're there versus like YouTube it's like it takes hours and you have to learn how to edit and all that mm-hmm. how how was that for you at the beginning it was definitely a challenge because mm-hmm. like I have no background in any of this stuff, you know, so mm-hmm. it was all like, okay, I have to buy this camera and then I have to figure out how to edit. So in the beginning, it was like uh, iMovie, which is pretty regular for people to use. Yeah. And then once you get the hang of iMovie, then I moved more towards like, you know, more advanced things like Final Cut. So it was all a trial and error for me, definitely. And I think that's what most YouTubers go through. Like no one's really a trained videographer or an editor. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, How did but you, I, uh-huh. I also think that's what people appreciate though. It's like raw, you know, that you're not trying to like make a commercial or something. <laughs> but it does seem like more and more of these, these YouTube videos and the beauty ones are looking more and more like, even though they're edited than themselves, they look like they could be mini movies or mini commercials. A lot of them. Some of them. Yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. Some of them have major skills. Yeah. But yeah. And I mean, I, I don't know. I, a lot of it for me, as long as my lighting is good, my camera quality is good. That's all I care about. Mine mm-hmm. is pretty much straightforward shooting. So yeah. I don't do crazy effects or anything like that. How did you teach yourself or how did you learn all the editing? Um, like I said, iMovie is very self-explanatory. So at first I learned on that mm-hmm. and then Final Cut <laughs> came along and that's still a challenge. Like, mm-hmm. you know, every day I'm still trying to learn and it's just, it's a lot of it with YouTube. It's just cutting it. So it's mm-hmm. not like a lot of, like I said, effects or anything. So you just cut things you don't want in there and that's that. Yeah. It's pretty simple. Yeah. And so how has your goals then changed now? You know, a year and a half later, would you have 200, you know, almost 250,000 subscribers? How has that changed now? 
Oh, it's so much different. Now it's, I mean, when you get to a point where you do have a following, then brands come to you, they want to work with you. And there's so many opportunities now that that's what I'm saying. I don't have time to be a freelance makeup artist. Like one of the coolest thing that's, things that's ever happened to me because of YouTube is um, the Glamour magazine I'm a host for them for for their YouTube channel, which is awesome. But it's like, I would have never gotten that, you know, if it wasn't for YouTube. So things like that definitely come about. So Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that comes after I would say 150 to 200 subscribers, Mm -hmm. thousand that is. (laughs) And that's when you started seeing some of those offers. Yeah, definitely. After 150,000 subscribers is when you start to really get um, brand endorsements or just cool opportunities. Even if it's not a brand endorsement, there's a lot of awesome opportunities. And how do you get those? They just reach out to you? Yeah, they usually reach out. I think what, I mean, I don't really know this for sure, but I think what they do is they literally just have people that scout girls. And if they, if you fit their brand and they're looking for someone like you, then they'll approach you. And if it makes sense, you end up doing it. Are there any opportunities you've gotten that you've turned down for various Oh, yeah. Reasons? Tons. Every day. <laughs> yeah? Like what, yeah? Like what kind of things? Like um, almost every day you get something crazy like uh, promote a sex toy. Or oh, <laughs> promote, really? <laughs> oh yeah, God. like crazy stuff like that. Really? I'm not even kidding. Um, but a lot of times, too, it's like uh, a lot of skincare brands want to work with you. And I'm just like, I've never used your stuff. And I'm not trying to like promote something I've never used, you know. Um, so there's a lot of different brands that try to work. But if it's something I'm not familiar with, if it's something I don't want to try, then I won't talk about it, you know. And what's something that would get you excited then to work with? Like, is it makeup? Is it a particular brand? Or what about the, the project gets you excited? I think I'm more makeup than skincare, although I care because I've struggled with acne and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But I think makeup is so much fun. Like you can experiment, you can just change up your look. So mm-hmm. I definitely prefer makeup. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the coolest thing for me so far has been CoverGirl. Like mm-hmm. I did something for CoverGirl and it was so much fun because I actually love their products and I use it all the time. So, yeah. Those are cool opportunities. CoverGirl, Glamour Magazine. Yeah. Those are really, really cool. And they approached you or do you have a manager or somebody that, that kind of works for you on that behalf also? Honestly, a lot of times they just approach me. Like I have a website, so mm-hmm. they'll go on the website and they'll contact me directly. Um, every now and then I'll get deals through my network. I'm signed with Maker Studios. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, but I most of the times it's direct. And um, so... What when CoverGirl or somebody like that wants to work with you, what is what is it that they want you to do? Do they do you have do you make a video using only CoverGirl products and then they pay you for that? Are you in ads for them? What are kind of different things that they're asking of you? Well, it depends on the product um, or the project. Like I did something, for instance, I, I, I'm sure you've heard of Pop Sugar. Yes. Okay. So they have um, they have a huge department that deals with video vloggers all the time. So what they do is they'll contact you for a project. Um, for example, I did something with them for Olay, and um, basically they come to you, they shoot everything, and this stuff doesn't live on your channel. They just use it for their stuff. Because mm. then if if you end up using all this stuff on your channel then your channel becomes like an advertising kind of you know yeah yeah, like it's like an advertising channel or something so I don't want that I don't want to turn my channel into an ad so um 
all of these projects live outside of my channel. So okay. that's kind of what's cool about it. Yeah. So like I did something for, I think it was L'Oreal. They flew me to New York. Wow. I did like a one hour shoot and you basically show up as a talent. You do your job and you leave and you don't have anything to do mm -hmm. with the video after. So it's almost like booking like a commercial or something like exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah. It. Except it all lives on, on, on their the channel. web, you know, yeah. On, yeah. Yeah. Not on TV. And yeah, um, not on TV. does it, because you, you're based out of L.A., or you were, right? Mm -hmm. And now you're in San... Now, well, you're, you're moving around a little bit. But, I mean, you're in, like, yeah. Southern California. Do you feel that it's, it's better to be somewhere like L.A. or New York if you're a beauty vlogger? Yeah, I, th I definitely think L.A. is where you should be if, you, if you're serious about this. Um, I just moved from L.A. to San Diego, but it's temporary, so I'll be back. But the good thing is, is as long as you're a little close, like I know a lot of girls live in O.C., some girls mm -hmm. live, I don't know, in San Diego. So traveling isn't that big a deal, but a lot of these projects happen in L.A., some in New York as well. But if, if it's in New York, they usually fly you out. That's what I was going to ask. So why do you feel it's important to be in L.A. specifically? Because most of the projects are in L.A. There are some in New York, but it's not. Like, I know a lot of the girls from New York are making their move to L.A. Yeah, for sure. So if so, so since there's so many girls in L.A., it makes sense for them to book someone in L.A. and not have to pay for their travel fees as opposed to booking somebody somewhere else and having to fly them to L.A., right? So you're more likely to get yeah. the job if you live in I LA. think so. I think so. But mm -hmm. um, I think with a lot of these big brands, they have such big budgets that I don't, I don't know, maybe they don't even care for that. Yeah. But I know that a lot of New York talent is slowly moving to LA that I know. So it must be. Yeah, probably. I've talked to a couple girls that are moving to LA, quite a few mm -hmm. actually that are moving to LA or they're making the move to LA. And so tell me a little bit about your relationship with Maker Studios. Um, it's basically a network that you sign with and they try and help you with whatever questions you may have. Um, and then they try to bring brand endorsements and things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's kind of what it is. It's a network. It's like an agency, you know what I mean? They're there to kind of support you with whatever you need. And cause I know a lot of the girls also are, they work with style hall. So is it the kind of the same kind of thing? Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's so many different ones. I mean, yeah. there's Maker, there's Style Hall, there's like a billion. No, I don't know. Yeah. yeah so. And do you use, you don't use their studios necessarily, the Maker Studios mm -hmm. to make your no. videos? Okay. Mm -hmm. Got it. Um, all right. So one of the things that I always ask uh, the girls that I interview is during your journey of becoming a beauty vlogger, at some point you encountered some kind of a struggle, like you struggled with something. What was that? And what did you learn from that struggle? I think the struggle is just getting used to the whole world of being, um, you know, like on the web, on the web. Cause mm. there's so many comments that you, you get from random people that you don't know. And luckily my demographic is a little bit different. I don't, I think that I have a lot of older, not older, but like, um, I think I'm between like 24 to like 35. That's mm -hmm. kind of my demographic. So I don't get a lot of immature comments, but sometimes you get these really that you're like, oh my gosh, uh, I shouldn't let this affect me, but it does. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? You're human. It kind of does. So I think for me, the struggle was to like really get used to that. This, this is normal. It's going to happen. It comes with the territory. Mm -hmm. Um, and it took me a while to actually get used to it. So that was definitely one of them. And how I overcame it, I just literally, I have this thing that I'm going to show it to you right now. It says, 
put your big girl pants on and deal with it. <laughs> Seriously. It's it's true. It's yeah. like if anything like that happens, you just got to be strong and move on, you yeah. know? At the end of the day, you don't know these people. They're probably miserable and yeah. they're just like writing stuff. And, and you've got I mean, and people might look at you and, you know, going, flying to New York and working with, um, would you say like, um, who glamour, glamour mm-hmm. and, you know, Olay and pop sugar. They're like, Oh, well look at her. She's got it all. And, <laughs> and so in a way you got like, like you said, you know what, it, it, there's gr- highs and there's lows. Yeah, yeah definitely. And so I think that was, a, that was, that's definitely the downfall of being on YouTube. Cause yeah. you do get crazy comments. Sometimes you're like, what? Really? Do you still <laughs> yeah. get them? Yeah. I mean, the more you grow, the more you get, but Mm. luckily, like I said, I don't get too many of those. And if it's really bad, I'll delete it because I'm not going to let something negative like that live on my channel. Um, and that's what I recommend to people all the time. Like if you get a bad comment, you put a lot of time and effort into making that video, you better delete that comment Mm -hmm. because you don't want negative energy. You know what I mean? Yeah. So do you ever block people? Um, I've only blocked one person on Instagram, not Mm. YouTube though. Mm -hmm. No. It. it was a guy, surprisingly. He kept making these weird comments like, oh my oh, gosh. Was... Like inappropriate? Inappropriate. And then he would always like make fun of my fiance for some reason. Like, oh, he's so ugly and this and that. And I'm just like. Well, he probably You're... had a crush. <laughs> yeah. No, that's what I. And then he would make like some sexual oh, comments. And yeah. I'm like, okay, you're you're going to be blocked. Yeah. And, that, <laughs> but... and that's something too. I wonder too, because by putting yourself out there and so much, I mean, you're ex- you're exposing your life and who you are to everybody mm-hmm. and sometimes you wonder is there what you know there's a dark side to it obviously there's the trolls that are, are mean but you wonder how, how far it can get yeah you know, somebody that becomes you know maybe obsessed with you or something like that I, I wonder if, if some of the girls encounter things like that oh yeah for mm-hmm. sure mm-hmm. there was actually someone what was her name I can't remember I did a thing I did an interview once and the girl was saying that Somehow she was vlogging and her house number happened to be in the video and they somehow found where she lived and like literally went to the door, knocked. Luckily, they were nice guys, but they just wanted to like say hi and give her a hug. And she was freaked out. She was like, I can't believe this happened. So you have to be careful. Even when you're vlogging, you have to be careful that you don't expose your street address or something because there's crazy people out there, you know, you never know. Yeah, I know. And and you, you feel all safe and home, like, you know, filming your yeah. video, but then you, you realize, oh my God, what if someone finds out? Yeah, or, exactly. Yeah. That but luckily kind of I, I, I haven't been, you know, in that situation yet. Yeah. I don't think that I'm that famous or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So, but I know girls that have. That so. have that. That's too bad. Um, okay. And so, so you do this full time, right? This mm-hmm. is your job. This yeah. is what you do 24 seven. Um, it sounds like you're career as kind of a makeup artist is being put on hold right now? Yeah, definitely. Especially now that I'm moving to San Diego because I'm getting married. And so there's just so much going on with the wedding planning, moving, trying to do YouTube videos. There's no way I could handle freelancing. So what are you excited about, particularly right now and in the future of your channel? growing it even more. I know it sounds crazy, but I want to definitely grow it more and um, just do more work with brands that I love and travel more for work and things like that. It's just so cool. You know, Mm -hmm. this is definitely something that I never thought I'd be doing. Mm -hmm. So hopefully more of what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Are there any types of companies or opportunities that you see that you, you kind of have your eye out on for? 
Hmm. Not really. I, I try not to be um, greedy, I guess. Yeah. I'm like, I'm very, very appreciative of yeah. what I get. Yeah. So I, I mean, there's definitely a lot of brands I would love to still work with, mm-hmm. but um, I just take it, you know, every day slowly. <laughs> so you talked a little bit, a little bit a second ago about um, Instagram and social media. So I wanted to go into a little bit more about social media. How do you use social media as part of your, your channel and your business and all that? Um, I, I mean, I definitely treat it a little bit like it's work too, because I don't want to just post random pictures of, Oh, I just got this water bottle or whatever. You know what I mean? I try to still keep it very much like beauty related, but I also share a little bit of me as well. Mm -hmm. So they, people know who I am, you know, behind all the beauty products that I share and the beauty tips and tricks, there's still a person. So I definitely still share a little bit about me, Mm -hmm. but it's, much beauty related. Do you use social media more so to connect with your existing subscriber base or do you use it as a way to promote out your videos and try and gain more views or subscribers? I think no, for me, it's more to connect with my audience because mm-hmm. it's, it's so cool to actually, because with YouTube, a lot of times you'll click on their channel and there's nothing, you know, it's just mm. not even a picture with Instagram. It's different. You, sometimes you see these comments, you click on it and you're like, Oh, okay, this is the person that's mm-hmm. commenting or whatever. So it's really cool to just interact more. You definitely interact a little bit more on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, rather than YouTube. Cause like I said, they don't have any pictures of themselves, nothing about themselves. So yeah, I definitely mm-hmm. do that. And, um, so in a span of about a year and a half, you grew your channel from zero to like 230,000 subscribers, yeah. which is pretty quick to, to grow. Yeah. I mean, it depends, I guess there's, it's crazy because it really depends. There's girls who grow so fast. Yeah. Like, um, I don't know if you know Lauren Curtis. Yeah. Lauren I Curtis. Yeah. She, she grew like crazy. I think she's only been on YouTube for like three years, if mm. I'm not mistaken. And she's at 2 million. So I think it really depends for me. I definitely think 230 is a, a good number. I worked really hard for it. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely a good number. Some, it, it takes longer for some girls, um, than others. And I don't think there's anything you're doing wrong. If that's the case, I just think it takes a little bit of time for people to get to know you, especially now the market is so saturated. There's so many YouTubers. It's kind of hard for people to even find, you know, YouTubers. So, um, I don't know. I know it could be dis. I don't know. It could be a little, what do you call it? Um, discouraging, I guess, (laughs) but you have to just keep doing it. Why do you think your channel grew at the rate it did? Did you do anything, you know, strategic? I mean, why do I, you think it grew? No, I didn't. I a lot of t- like even with with maker being signed with them, a lot of times they'll t- they'll tell us like you have to be persistent, you have to be consistent, you have mm-hmm. to do this and do that. And I'm just like, uh, I'm gonna upload when I want to upload, and um, if I have something to talk about, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. I upload once a week, but okay. I don't have like a set schedule. Technically, you're supposed to have like a set schedule. People know to come to your channel on Tuesday nights, whatever it is, and watch a video. But I don't really have that just yet. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Just because I don't know. I just film when I have something to talk about. I film when there's something I want to share, you know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And um, so at some point, though, there must have been like a little bit of I always say like a tipping point, like a point Mm -hmm. where your channel went from kind of not really any subscribers to to really getting an audience and getting a a solid subscriber base. Was there anything that happened to you? Any circumstance that created like that tipping point or when, when did that happen for you? 
I guess it was after um, I made this uh, video. Actually, I filmed it on Tenny. She, her, and I are good friends. Mm-hmm. I, I filmed it on her. It, it's a bridal makeup tutorial on my channel, it's, and I think it has like 1.6 million views. I saw that right? one. Yeah. Yeah. I think after that, I definitely grew a little bit faster for like a short period of time. Mm-hmm. There was a period of time where I was getting like a thousand subscribers a day. I was like, whoa, this is cool. But yeah. then you can't get used to that. You know, that's just because you have like a viral video going on. And then after that, it kind of calms down a little bit. So you go through roller coasters. You just mm-hmm. have to keep doing it. You know, why do you think that video got so popular? I think because, um, well, bridal looks in general are very popular. I think mm-hmm. all of my bridal looks on my channel are popular popular except that one is like a totally different story Mm -hmm. um sorry and but I think uh, I don't know it's it's a really good look and I think it's something that a lot of people can wear it's Mm -hmm. pretty versatile um so I think that's why you know I use neutral tones something that everyone can use Mm -hmm. so it's relatable and when did you realize that video was so popular? Like you uploaded it and, you know, you checked back. You're like, whoa. Like <laughs> I, It was literally like that. I think about a month or two months after I uploaded, I was like, okay, this is getting a lot more views than most of my other videos. Yeah. What's going on? Yeah. And even today, like I forget. And then sometimes I'll check. I'm like, oh, wow. it's Because I, I remember like a few months ago, I checked it was at a million. Mm-hmm. And then today I checked it was at 1.6. I was like, whoa. That's crazy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's. That's really cool. So um, what, so we talked about something that you're struggling with kind of on your way, kind of to where you're at now. Is there anything now that you struggle with? Um, not really. I think if there's like little things that I struggle with, I just kind of pick myself up Mm -hmm. and I don't know. I feel like I'm a very positive person. So I try to just be positive. And if there's, I mean, nothing's perfect in life. You know what I mean? People are going to have struggles. People are going to have little things they have to deal with. You just have to deal with it kind of thing. So I can't say that I'm perfect. There's every day, like I was filming today and I was like, oh my God, I don't have my extra lamp. What do I do? And I don't have my car. My car is in LA. So I just gathered three up behind me and that was my lamp yeah. you know what I mean so you just kind of have to figure things out as you go <laughs> like all right no lighting we'll deal with this um all right so we're heading up to towards the last part of the interview and it's called the beauty bonus round and basically I'm gonna just say a couple of questions and just at your top of your head just come up with the answers so okay. it's the same questions I ask every interview so the first one is what are your three holy girl beauty items um, brands or just anything? No, like items, like specific products. Oh, items. Okay. Um, definitely a bronzer because I need some color and my face is pretty round. So I need to always define my features with bronzers. So which so, product though? Like I need to, like for each one, give a, like, a like a, a specific. Yeah. It always changes, but right now it's the chocolate by Too Faced. Mm, I love that. Oh my one. God. It's the chocolate delicious. soleil bronzer. Yeah. That yeah, one. I, yeah. ju- I just bought it like two weeks ago so the right now that's my I love it yeah um and would be um let's see mascara and Mm. lately I've been loving the urban decay perversion mascara I love it I know I use that like so often yeah so that's my second one and the third one has to be a lip gloss of some sort let's see because I use lip glosses all the time okay um which one would probably 
gosh, there's so many. You know what? I'm going to go with what I'm wearing and it's a lipstick. It's the YSL number 13 because it's like the perfect shade. It's really the perfect shade. And you know what's cool about it is you can actually use a little bit of that on your cheeks to give Mm. it some color. So yeah, that's going to be my third one. (laughs) It's so funny because a lot of people have talked about that and I just can't get myself to buy a YSL lipstick. Like how much are they? Yeah, I think they were 30 yeah, they're 32. I'm like trying to find like a dupe for it. I'm like, oh, you know what? Do something. It it's my very first high-end lipstick, yeah. believe it or not. I've never bought and and I went to Sephora with Shannon from YouTube. I don't mm-hmm. know if you know her from New Zealand. Yeah, Shan XO, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. She was visiting and she was like, oh, let's go to Sephora. We went to Sephora and she's the one that told me about that lipstick. And I was like, yo, I'm like, I'm not paying $32. Yeah. But then when I put it on, I'm like, like oh I have God. to have this. Yeah. Like, this is the per. You can use it as a stain. You can use it as a, a lip lipstick. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of cool. I know. I know. I, I've heard about it. I'm like, I've stared at it in Sephora and I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> But maybe I will this time. I spend way too much time in that store. I'm sure everyone watching and listening does. Um, Okay, so next question. Um, What is your best tip that our listeners can implement today that will help them increase their subscriber views? Um, Be consistent with your content. I think that's the most important thing you can do. Mm -hmm. Um, If you don't have specific upload dates, that's fine. At least try and upload um, every single week people, you know, if, if you don't upload like for two, three weeks, they're going to forget about you and move mm-hmm. on to the next person. So yeah. you, that, I think that's the number one thing is being consistent. It's funny. So many of the girls have said that. Yeah, yeah for sure. Like- and I think second thing would definitely be your lighting and camera. Mm-hmm. Um, I know cameras are expensive. So if you're, especially if you're st- like when I first started out, my brother bought me my first camera because Aww. I mean, it was like $1,200 or I something know. like that. I'm like, Oh, I don't know if I should buy it. And he was like, you love this thing. You know, you have to, you're meant for this. So he Aww, bought me my first camera and I'll, nice. I'll never forget it. Aww. And it actually just broke down on me like a month ago or something. Yeah. I've had it for so so long. What kind of camera was it? It was a Canon T3i. At the time, it was like $1,200. Now it's like 400 because yeah. it's been a while. But um, So I think buying a good camera is definitely very important and lighting and all that. Yeah. Um, who is your, f- your favorite beauty vlogger inspiration? Lisa Eltridge. She's mm, my she's favorite. Like a, she's a, And she's a professional makeup artist. Yeah. yeah. And she still does... I mean, she's a like professional makeup artist and she works on celebrities and all sorts of <laughs> cool things yeah, but yeah. yeah um what is your favorite social media platform and how do you use it instagram well i guess youtube is still considered <laughs> yeah. a social well, yeah, media platform. Yeah. <laughs> besides youtube one. <laughs> the reason being is because it's all pictures and mm-hmm. i don't know it's kind of cool to get to know people with just like they share pictures of what they're doing. I don't know. It's kind of cool. It's not like you have to read a quote like Facebook. I'm so over Facebook. I don't know. Why. You know, it's so funny because I feel like nobody's really doing Facebook anymore. I mean, I'm talking about like, like beauty vloggers and, and like yeah. people like that. Like people still do it personally with your own Facebook, but it seems like people aren't using it. Honestly, I only go on Facebook. Um, maybe like twice a month and mm-hmm. everything that goes to Facebook is directly from Instagram. So I know I'm, I'm always uploading things like almost every day, but mm-hmm. it's just direct from Instagram. So Instagram. Yeah. I think Facebook's annoying in how it, it, it like Facebook manages what you see. 
Yeah. Which oh, is, yeah. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. It's also it's also uncool, I think, when you're on a website and checking out some shoes, and then when you're on Facebook, oh it pops God. up right there. I hate that. You're like, that is creepy. I hate that. <laughs> I was like, I'm, on, I'm at Nordstrom's and online, and like I was looking at a bunch of shoes, and I decided not to buy them, but you don't need to remind me when I'm on Facebook yeah. that I'm considering those shoes. I mean, yeah. they know it because you know oh they're gonna put it in front of you and maybe yep. you'll end up clicking on it but I find it invasive too I don't like oh, it either yeah. I really oh, don't yeah. like it <laughs> I, I I'm with you um, it's creepy it is so what do you wish you knew when you first started your channel um let's see I wish first of all I wish I knew about YouTube before Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like I wish I was one of the first girls that started like Michelle Fawn yeah, and oh my God. <laughs> all, yeah. all those pros, but, um, you know, it's never too late. I think you can still do it. It's, uh, if anything, it's just so much fun, but I wish I knew to be a little bit more consistent with my content. I wish I knew to use better lighting and things like that, you know, mm-hmm. because you obviously learn all of this as you go. Like I didn't know that I could use a mic. So I was just using a camera, mm-hmm. but it's important to use a good mic so that they can hear you better and mm-hmm. things like that. You know, I wish I knew all of that before. Did you learn a few of those things when you're kind of at the beginning collaborating with Tenny? No, because she was also very new herself. Mm-hmm. And so we were kind of learning together. I mean, she knew a lot of things that she taught me hands down, mm-hmm. but I think she was still figuring it out herself. Mm-hmm. Like the whole mic thing we figured out yeah. together. <laughs> I remember she bought me my first mic and yeah. things like that, you know? Yeah. So that's nice. And it's nice that you have, like you said, she's a good friend of yours and that you have a friend in the community that you can talk to and see and and all that because it can get a little isolating. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I think that's one thing that I really, sorry, my camera's a little, um, I was going to say that's one thing that I really like about uh, being part of a network Mm -hmm. because when you're part of a network, there's all these events. You get to meet other YouTubers and sort of collaborate with them. And so in the beginning when I didn't have that, it was kind of hard because it was just me and Tenny. But um, afterwards, it, it, it's it's a lot different now because I know so many different girls now. And you met them through Makers. For the most part, I met, yeah, I met, I met them through that, through Maker, like events or like Gen Beauty, BeautyCon, things like that, you mm-hmm. know. And for, for Makers, do you... Not, you probably don't have to, but it seems like a lot of the talent is very Southern California or LA based. I don't think so. No, no. no. They represent all over. Do they? And so when they have events, they're all over the place or do they mostly have them in LA? Because their their headquarters are in LA, right? Yeah. They, they have one in LA, one in New York. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I, I mean, I think that if anything... A lot of the girls want to fly out from major events like BeautyCon, Gen Beauty, things mm-hmm. like that. But I, yeah, the little events here and there. Mm-hmm. So. All right. Well, that's it. That's the end of our interview. So cool. thank you, Sona, for doing this. And for those of the our listeners and viewers that don't know who you are, where can everyone find you? My Everything is Makeup by Sona. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, um, YouTube <laughs> website, <laughs> everything is makeup by Sona. And a lot of girls or people in general call me Sonia on YouTube. It's so funny, but mm. it's just S O N A. It's Sona. <laughs> no, no J, no Sonia. Sonia. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Got it. I get I get all sorts of different things. I get S O N I A, S O N Y A. Well, Sona is a different, it, usually you do hear it as Sonia, not yeah. Sona. Well, I'm Armenian, so mm-hmm. it's an Ar- Armenian, Armenian name, and it's Sona. They, mm-hmm. We don't have Sonia, mm-hmm. but yeah. 
All right. Well, Sona, thank you <laughs> so much. And <laughs> um, we'll talk later. Thank Bye. you so much. Bye. Well, that's it. That's our interview. And thank you so much for joining us here. Once again, I am your host, Erica Vieira. And for all show notes and videos and more goodies, make sure you go to the Beauty and the Vlog website at beautyandthevlog.com and check out our Instagram and Twitter and Facebook at Beauty and the Vlog. Thanks so much, guys. Mwah.